What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Iron Money Podcast. This is your host, Donnie Tudal. Today, we're going to wrap up kind of the third and last chapter to my introduction on the things that kind of make me me, how I got to where I am today, and you know, just give you a little bit of additional insight into you know just my background. So today, we're going to cover like all the entrepreneurial shit that I'm into, and it's going to be a brief overview but we're starting to get into some cool stuff and that's spanning from you know a little bit of conversation on taxes real estate the different businesses that i've been involved with how did i get there all that so to be real it all started when uh when i was in montana state and i had different walk-ons coming to me to help them get ready for tryouts and things like that and that's when i was like you know what okay like kind of got something going on here and I started programming for a lot of these guys giving them you know this is about what you should be eating this is about how you should be training this should be your running and these are the things that are going to be correct kind of for your goals and a lot of these guys ended up getting signed or not getting signed um you know earning their spot on the team a few of them ended up earning scholarships and actually being big time contributors to the program that was really fucking cool considering I was a player and I was helping some of these guys get ready for their opportunity, and it panned out really, really well. When I went down to New Mexico, um, I continued to build a work, um, work with different clients. I had a lot of, or not a lot, but I had some online clients that I was programming for, sending their program, and uh, I don't think I was even charging at this point. So I was just doing it and practicing and like learning under the coaches that I had. And then when I went out to LA is when I actually started to, uh, is when I actually started to charge clients. Um, I was working the front desk at Gold's Gym and they were a very corporate training structure, but they also had like an open house training thing. So I just kind of started sneaking clients in there to be totally real. I'm going to get a bill from these guys. But um, I was training some clients out of there and then I was training some clients out of a gym over in Beverly Wood. And down at the beach, and I just kind of started stacking up clients and uh, started stacking up some pretty cool clients. The more I got going, the more, you know, affluent people I got to work with. And then I got the uh, coaching spot at Windward, where I was coaching football, high school football, middle school uh, flag football, track. And I was running their their strength and conditioning. Um, that's where I started getting to work with people like Sharif O'Neal, Breland Brand, Josh Chambers, uh, Ethan Ford, Jordan Bird, Griffin Fields, Reese Jones, all these guys, um, Abe Fleck, Noah, Noah Kingsdale, the salty one, um, a bunch of kids like that. Some of the girls that were very, very good athletes as well. But I mean, these are kids that some of these kids have never, you know, they see their parents 12 hours a week, maybe. Um, the Russo family, like the whole time I was with that family, um, the dad was over in Germany filming um, Captain America Winter Soldier. So it was constantly something like that. And these kids um, had every opportunity in the world, but they also were lacking some big things. A lot of them were raised by nannies. So I was able to come in and be a very real, blunt, and supportive you know, big brother figure, but also a coach in these different things. And that, that got me a lot of uh, credibility amongst my clients, amongst their families. And it just, it just blew up from there. Just me being as real as I possibly could be, whether it was in the weight room, on the football field, outside of uh, the school setting training, it was a very different, very fresh approach. 
it panned out really well. I mean, I saw some of these guys reaching out to me, a lot of them today, a couple of them are actually clients currently and as adults, but having that opportunity and kind of seeing how different structures worked when I was at Winward, that's probably one of the more progressive liberal schools in LA. And I obviously did not fit in super well. Um, I was a big Mohawks tattooed uh, white dude, straight white dude. And that was not the thing to be in that area, but I did well enough. And then just kept learning, kept learning, kept learning. And when I ended up uh, finally moving home, I went into construction and it got to the point where I was working full-time construction, 40 hour weeks. Plus I was remodeling my own home that I bought and I was training clients. So I did the math on it one day and per day I had like 20 minutes where I wasn't training, working, eating or sleeping. And those 20 minutes were like literally spent driving. That is fucking grind mode. When you have 20 minutes, so we got two hours and 20 minutes over the course of a week of quote unquote free time. And that is time that I was spending driving to work, things like that. Um, and I was listening to audiobooks the whole time, just constantly just like trying to educate myself. That was the grind phase. And that's where, you know, I took a $104,000 home, put money and then a lot of sweat equity in it, into it, turned around and sold it for two fifty. And then I was able to take that money, buy my next house for like two thirty, turn around and sell it for like three fifty. And then I bought another house while I had that one, remodeled that, sold it for more, and then put it into the house that I just built and sold. And uh, so I went from a hundred and four thousand dollar home to a, we sold this one for nine hundred seventy nine thousand dollars. And I did it literally like on my own. Um, Realistically, I had minimal, minimal help from, um, from spouses. Um, you know, I did all the, all the real estate stuff, all the construction, like literally probably 95% of what was done was done by me while I was still doing other things. And I mean, that's only sustainable for so long. And that's what I've discovered a lot recently, especially as I transitioned to online, trying so hard to get out of the grind mode of putting in 80 hour weeks to being in that CEO mode of putting in 40 hour weeks and really being able to do whatever you want. Now, I'm still traveling like crazy. I work a lot while I'm traveling and things like that. But getting to the point where the staff is doing everything, that's that's what we're closing in on right now. But none of this would be possible. None of this would be possible. I've traveled more since December 13th until now. April 6th, happy 406 day. Um, then I probably have the previous five years combined <laughs> total. And I've worked the whole time I've done it. I've met great people. I've made more money while I've traveled and things like that. But none of this would be possible without some of the real estate stuff, the different businesses that we've structured and the way we've structured them and the opportunities that we've taken advantage of and the risks that we have taken. And the biggest thing that I have learned, if there's one thing that I can tell you in this brief overview, I don't want to give too much information during this because each little setting is worth a whole podcast on its own, but you can always make more money. You can always make more money. 
And if you have all your money sitting in a savings account right now and you're whatever, it might be making a little bit of money, but is it making enough money to, to combat inflation? Is that interest rate that they're giving you enough to do anything? I saw something the other day. It was like, if you invested $10,000 um, like three or four years ago, you would now have $9,300. What the fuck? Like if you have money sitting in an account, that is the worst thing you can do with your money right now. You have to go spend that money on things that are making you money. Take that risk. Not every time, not every risk that you take is going to pan out for you. Like me getting married <laughs> and allowing her anything to do with any of my businesses really didn't give me a whole lot of plus side, but it gave her the ability to walk away with more than 50% of what I built and what I earned. That was a big risk. I'm going to learn from that moving forward. But you spend money <laughs> to make money. You take risks for big rewards. And the uh, coolest thing is, though, when those risks don't pan out, you didn't fail. You learned. What did you learn? Okay, well, I learned a lot. I've learned a lot, especially from the whole um, ex-wife situation. Probably will never give somebody that type of um, access to me fiscally ever again. I will never build somebody up from you know ground floorish to a quarter million dollar a year job or business um ever again i mean if people want it they can do it on their own and uh you don't have to do it for them but learning where those risks are worth taking is a big deal the biggest thing though i mean you only have so much time and you can always make more money okay you cannot buy more time but you can use your time to make more money so as long as you're able to breathe, you're able to go make money. So if you put $20,000 into a remodel and you lose that 20 grand and the property value drops a little bit and you know you buy something for 100 grand, you put 20 into it, you're 120 into it and you can only sell it for 105. Well, okay, you lost $15,000. Well, big fucking deal. You have the ability to go make that $15,000 and try again. And those are the things where you learn, you learn from experience and having the right team around you is so, so, so important. Like my dad, um, my realtor, one of my clients who's in construction, very deep, not only construction, but entrepreneurialism as a whole, watching my, watching my dad do all the stuff that he did when I was growing up is hundred percent why I am the way I am with the businesses that I have. Like, you know, why do you have X, Y, and Z? I'm like, well, because Everything I ever saw growing up, there was X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, E, F, you know, U, like all the way through. There were so many different things going on, so many different forms of revenue, so many different income streams, and a lot of them being passive, man, that right there is it. If you could take money that you make and you can invest it into something that creates you a passive income stream, a passive return on your money. For example, the Jeep. That I bought last year. I'm about to air, or I'm not going to Airbnb it. I'm going to uh, churro it all summer. I pay $800 a month. I overpay on what my car payment is. And then I turn around and I'm going to rent that thing for two to $300 a day all summer. I'll probably pay the whole thing off all summer long, plus taxes, plus all those different things. But that's a passive way of making money because I took money that I made. I purchased something with it that can make me money. And then as soon as I make money with that, I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to do it again. And then when the day comes where it doesn't make sense and Turo is not hopping anymore, well, I can make a decision from there on what I'm going to do. But 
having the ability to make more money, having the ability to take the money that you make and create more money out of it. That is how I have beast athletes, hundred percent debt free. That's how I have beast athletes university, hundred percent debt free. That's how I'm able to spend $60,000 a year on coaching to continue to grow my businesses. That's right. $60,000 a year is about what we put into educating ourselves. That's what we're reinvesting into ourselves. There's a shitload of money in the Flathead Valley. That's about the average. That's a little bit more than the average household income. And we're, the, we're putting that money back into ourselves. And there's months where I won't lie. Like it's scary as hell knowing that we got this, this uh, check coming out. But when you invest in yourself and you actually do your part, that's never, ever, ever going to be a bad investment. Always invest in yourself. Always bet on yourself. Always give yourself the opportunity to kick ass because that's what this shit is all about. That's what all these things are about. And that's what makes it so great and so worth it. Because at the end of the day, when you can walk out your door, you can walk up to somebody, shake their hand, and separate money from them, you got something special. When you can walk into a building and say, you know what, I can do this and this and this with this space. And then you go do it, it pans out. Like Those are the things right there. That's why we got to be able to spend money in order to make money. And look at these investments like a savings account that's actually making you money. So don't want to get too deep into this stuff, like I said, but Beast Athletes was realistically built 100% on my sweat equity and then my real estate transactions. Now that Beast is kind of doing whatever it needs to do and it's self-sufficient, I'm on to the next thing. What is my real estate and what is the money from Beast going to get me in the future? Right now, it's got me a couple rental cars. That's passive income all summer long and summer's hopping and flathead. What's the next thing? What am I going to do online? What am I going to do in Tennessee? How am I going to reinvest that money into this company to make it grow more, to hire good people, to create other jobs, which will create us more money? And it's just a never-ending thing. And then how do we correctly use the tax code to our advantage? So that's how all this stuff was built. There's going to be a lot of conversations on this. I'm kind of being selective on what I talk about with this intentionally because I want to be able to have full-blown Here's a podcast on a 1031. Here's a podcast on how I flipped homes. Here's a podcast how I did this and that and the other thing. And bring that all to you in a very laid out, very in-depth, very transparent setting. But that is it. That is not, that's not what we're doing today. But I am excited to be able to start actually dropping real podcasts kind of over the whole, here, let me introduce myself to you. I want to start putting information out. And now that we're done with this piece of the podcast, we can actually make that step. So I'm super excited. I'm going to drop a couple right after this one. I think it's going to be a blast. As always, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Let's kick some ass. Let's see what comes of it. And uh, I can't wait to see what the Iron Money podcast does for you guys. Talk to you soon.